and welcome to Mojo for the Modern Man. This is your host, Ken Mossman, and today I'm joined for Act 2 of my very, very rich conversation with George Stoimanov. And we start off with the inner child and we quickly move into the realms of rage and anger and then circle back to the inner child and the importance. I'm not going to give away too many spoilers here. Later in the conversation, we also dig into the full range of emotions and different, uh, different inner aspects a lot and lots of beauty and complexity and, quite frankly, delight, I have to admit, in this conversation. So, a uh, quick reminder, if you have not yet, please subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting service. And with that, let's get into this delicious conversation with the one and only George Stoimanov. Enjoy. George Stoimanov, welcome back for Act Two of our conversation to Mojo for the Modern Man. The delight continues. Indeed. So where we left off was uh, this idea of bringing in, uh, returning and, and redeveloping a relationship with the inner child, which I got to say just speaks so much to my my heart and and echoes beautifully my work. Not that that's you know not that that's all that and a bag of chips. On the one hand, on the other hand. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's vitally, vitally important. You had alluded to when we were, when we were wrapping up, uh, there were some dark moments there and I think they're really instructive. So if you're willing, um, you know, again, take us through the, the journey of, of navigating both those dark moments and those light to really come into yourself. Yes. Well, the dark moments were, um, it's very interesting because whatever you don't express out in the world, you suppress and mm. eventually manifests in the worst possible way. So one thing I was never able to express as a boy and as a man, actually, up until I was, you know, in my mid-20s was anger. I could mm. never get angry. And, you know, I mean, there's plenty to get angry about in the world. If you're a boy and, you know, you see your fellow classmate getting bullied you know you have perfect right to get angry and get that bully out out of that you know playground but i knew what was the right thing i just couldn't do it i, I had no the emotion of anger was missing and i thought that i was the nicest guy ever you know i was just uh, i was a gentleman i was nice to everyone and the word nice just keeps you know popping up um but then there were some shadow moments and probably the worst shadow moments were when I became aware of deep anger towards my own children, they're lovely, lovely girls, but they're very lively. Not but, <laughs> you know, they're very lively. So you get that with those beautiful girls. And I had a moment, every now and again, I would have a moment when I felt, okay, I don't have enough to give now in terms of engagement, mental energy. I just want to do my own thing now. Why don't they leave me alone? Oh, why are they crying for nothing? Why are they? And then rage would come, just dark rage. And I'm thinking, wow. I mean, if I could get angry, like 10% of that, if I could employ this out in the world, not get angry at people, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, but employ the energy, maybe get fitter physically, <laughs> that warrior energy, because every form of anger is has a legitimate source, but it's twisted. It doesn't flow. The river doesn't flow in its original source, in its original bed. It flows towards different places where it shouldn't go. So I'm not saying anger is bad, not at all. Um, 
So I discovered that I was getting angry at my children and it didn't take me that long to figure out why, because I was looking at, okay, when am I getting angry? When, when is the worst? Well, when I'm tired, when I feel, leave me alone. I don't have anything to give. I'm stressed. I'm running high. I'm just about keeping it together. The last thing I want is just, but children, they, they're so beautiful. They're so innocent and they don't care. They just, ex- <laughs> <laughs> they just expose. I believe that God sent me my children because he could have, <laughs> I could have easily had children who were not like a friend of mine told me, you know, his boy, I mean, he never had to tell him off. It was a very different. And he said, the fact that you've got these two lively children that are pushing your buttons, it's nothing but grace because you need your buttons to be pushed in order for the worst to be exposed and then for the best to follow if you follow that healing journey. And so, of course, long story short, I'm not ended yet. I, don't, I believe I'm still on the journey, but my goodness, the peace I'm enjoying now, even today, I spent like four hours at home with my children, building a little house for them, you know, and it was, I never had to raise my voice even. It was like, wow. So that's what it feels like. I, let us not forget where I'm coming from because I come from being so irritated, so controlling. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. And it's like, wow, man, you're destroying your children's peace. Um, but how the peace came is, I had to turn to my own inner child in in its deepest expression. And the deepest expression, and now things can get a bit spiritual, things can get a bit spooky even to the, um, what's the word, to the uninitiated. But the fact is that when I was a boy, when I was a little baby boy, my mom didn't comfort me at all. She even said, well, you know, I was so busy and you start crying and then you keep crying and you cry. And then eventually you give up. And that's the word, you give up. The boy, the baby boy knows Nobody will come to comfort me. I need my comfort. And so is it any wonder that for the rest of my life, I I had two lives. One was the strong guy lifting weights and working, you know, in nightclubs. And the other one was eating chocolate and watching sitcoms and and watching porn, you know, anything just to comfort myself, but especially eating sweets and chocolates. And uh, so I could never bridge the gap. I could never become the person that I wanted to be because there was a little boy in me who needed attention. I didn't know it. And even though I was so far in the journey, um, when I already had my kids, I still hadn't gotten to that baby, little baby boy who, who, who needed his own comfort. And so how can I be expected to give to my children what I never had? And so when they were pushing my buttons, the grown-up me was getting to the end of himself and the, beyond the end of himself was the little boy. Now, if I had been connected to that little boy and the little boy was flowing with boundless energy as children do, connection, if I had, in other words, if I had my whole self, then I would have been giving and giving. And that little boy loves to play with other children. So yeah. that's what makes grown-ups playful, their connection with their own inner boy. And just for the listeners who think, oh, that's weird, connection to the inner boy. How many people are talking right now? <laughs> I'm not being schizophrenic. What it is, is someone said, some famous psychologist, I don't remember who, they said, we are every age that we've ever been. It's not yeah. like you grow up and you leave that boy behind. If growing up is successful, that boy is always going to be part of you, but there'll be other layers of other more mature personalities or, or sub-personalities. So if all is well, they're all going to be facing in the same journey, but not very often all is not well. And so that boy is not integrated in the mind. And so he's just left in the dark to cry. And so when other children are crying on the outside, I'm treating them in the same way that I'm treating that little boy. Shut up, eat some sweets in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, there is so much in what you just said there, George. Um, so, so much good stuff. 
And I want to underline what you said about the, you know, all of these, all of these parts, all of these different aspects of self being within us, um, because it's such an important concept and the the you know the, the the fact that we have this you know endlessly playful again the inner child you know en- endlessly playful full of full of energy of course we also have we also have and I'm, I'm a little bit from my own work um you know we also have an inner adolescent we also yeah. have an inner young adult we have our inner masculine our inner feminine our inner um our inner our our inner wise ones um and 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 it's important to know and to learn um you know who's who who who's at the wheel who's driving the bus in any given moment and and who is there that i've attempted to to push aside to marginalize to get out of my to get out of the way because similar to anger if those parts are pushed aside you know they're going to find I love the metaphor you used before, you know, they're, they're, the, the, water, the water will flow, whether it actually flows in the river or it finds another path, you know, those aspects will find ways of expressing if they're not paid attention to and known and, and integrated and, and, we do, and we're not in relationship with them. I love what you're saying here. It's, it's so wildly important. We are multidimensional. We're complex creatures, you know, and what a gift that is. Mm, Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So take us deeper into, there's so many stories I want to hear from you and I'm aware of our time, Um, but take us, you know, take us a little further into your, your, your own journey. You reconnected with the child. You recognize some of what you had been doing in terms of, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to speak from an assumption here, George. So if it, this isn't accurate, by all means, you know, push back and, and share what's actually so. Um, but this idea of, 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 of moving around in this, in many ways, this armored body, you know, muscled and, uh, you know, stronger perhaps than you really needed to be, um, or not i'm not uh, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with being strong absolutely nothing wrong with being strong but you know really i think what what i want to hear uh, and what i'd love for you to share with listeners is you know more of more of the journey that took you to that's taking you to the 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 good work that you're doing in the world now there's definitely a huge aspect of my work which which started out of my own journey huge aspect of my journey of freedom is emotions. This is what, including in spiritual circles or even in coaching circles, you don't hear much of because it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's scary. And this is what's been keeping many different parts of me not connected and also trapped in a body that wasn't even strong, to be honest. It just looked strong, but it was actually plagued by a lot of um, um, pains and aches and conditions. And, you know, so... um, emotions this was the missing link to freedom and yes yeah emotions well and what was your path to discovering uh, or rediscovering and studying perhaps and including emotions in your in your world in your life in your work yes it's about it's been about redirecting the flow of that river 
So this is, I mean, it's a very painful journey, but this is what I'm working with my clients on always, pretty much always. It's, it looks something like that. You, you're sitting at home and your wife says something and then you don't like it or your children say something, you don't like it, you get angry. And instead of starting, starting, to, arguing, starting to argue with them, you then said, okay, this is stronger than what I need to feel right now towards these poor people. This is stronger. I need to go to the bedroom. This is true. I need to express that. So the word here is expression. And my wife helped me a lot in that, actually, because uh, I remember she would say, long before we had children, mercifully, when we had these huge arguments, and then she would say, this is your mother you're speaking to right now. Now, my wife is studying to be a counselor, so <laughs> I've more than met my match. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she'll be like, you're talking to your mother. Go in the bedroom and pour it out to your mom, not to me. And... In the beginning, it was like, that's not true. I just want to get it right with you so we can sit down to eat. And she, But she was merciless in, in so many ways. Uh, in many ways, she's very much like me, which is, you know, it's a great blessing on one hand, but also doesn't make life easy on the other hand. And it feels like I've not really, um, if you want to be free, don't look for an easy life. This is what I'm saying. So I am now, <laughs> yeah, my life now is a lot more peaceful, a lot more fruitful, but that came because of a decade of that sort of unease, always more healing, more healing, more emotions being drawn out. But we need that. And this is what I call the masculine initiation. Unless men, uh, unless younger parts of us are initiated into, into getting rid of that poison and redirecting the flow of all our natural emotions, then we can never be mature men and enjoy our children and wives and friends. And so anyway, that was just a little um, diversion there. And I would go in the bedroom reluctantly saying, oh, rubbish, I'm not feeling anything towards my mom. And then she would say through the door, doesn't matter what you feel, just punch that pillow and it will come. And I'll be like, okay, I do feel anger. And if I have to start with envisioning whoever I'm angry at, it doesn't matter, but I do feel anger. So, so I'm just, I'll just hit the pillow or I'll just say words, um, any word that comes to mind, anything that I feel I want to say to my wife, I just said anyway into the empty room and I just keep saying until, wow, something starts flooding and something welling up on the inside. I'm like, where is that coming from? That's nothing to do with my wife. That's old stuff, historic stuff. I had no idea I've been feeling this towards my mom. And now before people say, oh, but no, you should respect your mother. I'm not talking about that. Everyone has a shadow side and everyone hurts yep. other people. And so, and unless we deal with their shadow side, that's not really them. It's out of their damage. We can never honor them. So, you know, for those who said, oh, no, just to honor, you cannot honor the truth unless you get rid of the lie. And what was the lie about my mom is that she damaged me because it came out of the lie of her own damage. That was not the true self, but the damage was done. So I had to deal with the, the fruits of those, of her untrue self, shall we say, her false self, her shadow on me and my father and, you know, many, many other people, but express those old, bitter, toxic emotions and then forgive. Wonder of wonder. Once you're free of the emotions, you find it a lot easier to forgive. And I keep talking to spiritual people about this. And religious people find it very hard because find it hard to forgive because they don't allow themselves to get in touch with those emotions that, quote unquote, they shouldn't feel. And so, of course, good luck forgiving, right? When part of you is saying, well, yeah, I, I, I forgive, you know, and another part inside is raging and say, you don't know what was done to me. Right. Then, unless you have integration, no, you cannot forgive. 
Pardon the quick commercial break here. Just a reminder, if you have not yet, come by my website, KenMossman.com, where you will find all the episodes of Mojo for the Modern Man, as well as some cool writing and other good stuff. Let's dive back into the conversation with George Stoimanov. Enjoy. I want to underline what you just said about forgiveness and, uh, and, 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 and feeling, experiencing and expressing the emotion. Um, because the culture, uh, you know, the culture, the culture teaches, oh, you know, go tell little Johnny you're sorry. Now, I, I could go tell little Johnny I'm sorry, because that's what, you know, that's what mom or dad said to do. But in doing that, I, I, I'm just painting over. You know, we're encouraging people to just paint over. Oh, just say you're sorry. Just go for, just forgive. You know, that's the kind of uh, the new age spiritual bypass, if you will. Just forgive. No, there's a piece of work to do before the before one is ready to forgive. And you're just doing a beautiful, I just wanted to underline that, George, because you're doing a beautiful job of laying it out there. And that is feel first. Yes. You know, feel first, get the data that's in the emotional experience. And once you've got that, you know, ah, okay, then forgiveness becomes possible because it's much more real. Yes. Yeah. And I've got, I believe I've got an article somewhere on my blog um, saying only the strong can forgive. Because by getting in touch with your inner warrior, inner anger, um, you become strong. And the shadow of that bully, the shadow of that plaguing mother or abusive father dissipates. It runs away from you. Even people have had, and I myself have had plenty of, of visual experiences when I just feel, wow, boom, I've just pushed this away. It's gone now. I'm strong again. And so, of course, only the strong can forgive because now you, you have not been robbed of anything. Um, but if you go to someone who just preaches that uh, just forgive gospel, with all the baggage, with all the desire, I want to be strong. I want to defend myself. I wish that was never happened to me. I'm angry at that. Then he would say, well, just forgive. They were damaged, so just forgive. Then you left little. You left wounded, hurt, and little. You left robbed. But when you get back what you've been robbed of, you say, oh, actually, I'm strong again. I've got my anger, my weapon back now. Now, that's it. I'm no longer that person who could take that. And then you can forgive because the other person, you see them as a lot smaller because now you're bigger, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's not about, uh, I, I love the language of that. It, 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 and it's not that they are smaller or less human or anything like that. That's not, not at all. You, yeah, not at all. But there is a way, but, but there is a way in which you've reclaimed your own, um, your, your own power. Sovereignty. Yes. Yeah. Your own sovereignty. That's Yeah. That's great language yeah. for it. Yeah. And just to correct that, the other person's shadow in you diminishes, not that they on the outside. They might even be dead. It doesn't matter where they are, but but yeah. the, the the image that they're still they're still plaguing you on the inside diminishes and you see them as human. And then one human can deal with another human, but can't deal with a monster. Yeah. Oh, that's great language too. One human can deal with another, they can't deal with a monster. And that includes the monster, the monster over there and the monster over here, the monster inside <laughs> self. Yes, the shadow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've written, you've done some writing. Yes. Yes. So, so spend a minute talking about um, your, your, um, your writing. Thank you. Yes. Um, 
I'm almost reluctant to talk about it because um, it's very little that's actually been published. Well, I have a lot of writing on my blog, Men's Corner, but the actual um, the actual book, the actual collection of writings for men, for the inner journey of men, um, I've only published, self-published, two little pieces, two little ebooks. But they are the two, almost like two steps in that journey, two out of 10 or 12. And um, But they're also a little book's in themselves. And one is called The Father Wound. And the other one is called The Recovery of Innocence. The Father Wound is about the father wound, how a man is shaped by his father and there's a huge wound there. And uh, whether people like it or not, whether people accept this or not, we, in our extremes of how we become, either become the opposite of our fathers and miss out on so much of the good stuff that they had, or we become blindly just like them and miss out on so much of the good stuff that we have inside of us already. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is the first book. It's about dealing with the father wound and a few steps emotionally to take in resolving that wound. Beautiful. And the second one? The second one is all about the inner child. And the, the title probably says, oh, the recovery of innocence. Because mm. there's innocence in that little child and... Just show me a man who has both strength and innocence, and I'll show you a hero. Doesn't matter how famous he is, doesn't matter how popular or what power he wields in the world, he's a hero. He's probably going to be forever the hero of his children and grandchildren. He'll, he'll change the course of generations. Even if he doesn't have children, he will know people and he impacts their life. But he needs to have it both. Very often what we see in the world, including myself, you see a childlike man, but he doesn't have any strength. He can't stand up and speak the truth when it's called for. Or a strong man, but totally deprived of that, of that joy and, 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 and that childlikeness. And so these are two hollow personas of what we both, what we all have, actually. Because we're all created with both, I believe. That's why nobody likes to be bullied. Nobody likes to be told, well, we just need to forgive, you know. Because deep down, every boy knows I'm a warrior. Deep down, I'm made to be a warrior, but also every boy knows that life is full of magic. And if you miss out on one or the other, then you just grow up being with a being that's out of proportion. But that happens to all of us. And that's why I want to keep writing these things, because we all need to take that journey. Yeah, yes. I could not agree more. And I, and I love that you've, you know, before we're, as we're about to wrap, I love that you highlighted, you know, we really do need this, this full range. You know, the warrior, the strength, the innocence, you know, both yes. of them, the magic. Um, it, it, it's what's available to us. And dare I say, it's, 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 it's our human birthright to embrace the whole of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, we're going to put uh, links in, uh, in the notes. They are already in the links in the notes for today's show. And of course, for as we did for Act One. And with that, any, any other parting words, George, before we wrap up here? I would like to say to every man who is looking at himself and saying, well, I don't completely like what I'm feeling and seeing here, but I guess this is just how I am. Well, I'd like to say to that person, do not settle for less than what you, have, what you could have. Do not settle for less than what you know deep down that you could be. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. George Stoimanov, 
Thank you so much. It has been just a, a, an absolute delight spending this time with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ken. An absolute pleasure indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me, Ken Mossman, your host here on Mojo for the Modern Man, and of course, my guest, George Stoimanov, as well. One of the things I just loved about this particular conversation, uh, well, you just heard it, but the transparency and sweetness, I think, in many ways that that George brought to some of the pieces that were uh, tougher and, and beautifully vulnerable in so many ways. Of course, you can find links to George and his good work in the intro notes for both today's episode and part one, which if you haven't listened to, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to act one as well. But you'll find all of those links to his work in the intro notes for today's show. And of course, a reminder, if you have not yet, please come by my website, kenmossman.com. See what I've got going on over there. Just a quick note that depending on when you're listening to this, the next uh, iteration of the IM course is launching in the fall. uh, And uh, more info to come on that. But you can see lots of information about the course itself on my website. Quick shout out of thanks to Carly Farrar for her copywriting expertise, to Megan Johnson for keeping me on the straight and narrow, and both of them, of course, with Megan's company, Knack and Company, and of course to Josh Hines for his sound editing and musical magicianship. And with that, be well, take care, and we'll see you back here soon on Mojo for the Modern Man.